0: Welcome to the global phenomenon,
1: Surviving the Survivor, where we bring you
0: the best guests in all of true crime.
1: What's up, SDS Nation, and welcome to another episode of Surviving the Survivor, the podcast that promises to bring you the very best guests in all of true crime. Great Scott, it's your true crime, Phil, minus Phil, uh, as we all know. Bill had knee replacement surgery last week and he's uh not feeling too well as I had anticipated and uh checked in with him. He's doing well, but uh you can tell he's uh ever the uh the tough man that he is, he says he's doing okay. He's going to therapy every day. But uh, Scott Duffy, you can sense that it's uh painful, can't you? Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, Phil is dead. Hey, so our love and prayers are with Phil and um hope he is feeling better each and every day. But yeah, I think his knee got rocked. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. and it's only been since Wednesday. So he's um, he's coming along. Yeah, it's only yeah he's feeling
1: it. We've got uh, we have Eric Bland on the show, who's the Alec Murdoch attorney. I I think I told everyone he had a knee replacement and he said it was the most painful thing. He has ever, ever experienced. So today, it's just Scott and me, but look who I put back up. I put her back up. Cut out karma is here. So we're down, Phil, and we're up, Scott. And look at this. Hey, Survivors. I like that too. STS Nation and Survivor. We're all surviving something. Uh, look at this. Chateau La- Lafitte. I turned Nancy Grace off as soon as she started yelling at you, Joel. It's a mm. badge of honor to be yelled at by now. Nan- I didn't even get a word out. And the funny thing about her yelling at me is she was saying the exact same thing. Um, she just, I guess, didn't like the way I phrased it. But I stand by my my words. I said it was a really fascinating, wild story. But I always say these are true crime stories with real victims. But it doesn't get any crazier than Dan Markell and Adelson murder story. And we're going to dig into that Um We're going to really focus today. Usually, as you know, there we go. Even, even Phil said this, nobody can complain that Scott doesn't get enough talking. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Thank you. Kaz loves cake. So we're going to really, we're going to um, buckle on down on Donna Adelson today. Usually we go through a bunch of different um, stories, but today I, I put together all the information as it relates to Donna and her ongoing investigation. This investigation is, is over nine years in the making. And we'll, uh, we'll look at that. Phil get better soon for Phil. Love that man. Uh, love to Z I don't, that's my daughter's initial, uh, Phil get well, uh, hello from Scotland Another Scottish person joining us. I just like to see who's here. Eureka, Kansas. Um, Thank you, ski hat, Sarah. Happy second day of Hanukkah. Uh, Seattle, f- Seattle is getting bombarded with rain. Mm-hmm. It's forty degrees and raining. I don't know how uh, how people do it in in Seattle. I really don't. I don't know how they do it because it it rains constantly. I would not really like that too much. Phil, uh, uh, I was reading, get well soon, Phil. So I almost called you, Phil, but Scott. Uh, I think I asked you this before. Do you get affected by the weather? I know it's getting chilly up in Philly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually not too bad this week. I mean, there were a few mid-40s. We had a couple of snow squalls, a little snow on the ground, but nothing nothing to uh, hide from. My dog loves it, but uh, no, I enjoy I enjoy 40s and up when it starts to go below that. Look at this, a dog named Boo. I had two knee
1: replacements, and I predicted Phil wouldn't be here no matter how tough he is. He is a Marine. He is America's most respected detective. Uh, By the way, Scott Duffy is a former FBI special agent, retired, and he's the director of the Wilmington Institute's – Wilmington University's Institute of Criminal Justice. Uh, Dog named Boo. There's two knee replacement surgeries. Hello from Stewart, Florida. That's not far from me. And aloha Mm. here from uh, Christine Bear. As you all know, uh, Friday's here, a lot more relaxed. Uh, We did a a kind of a wild show last, almost a great Scott, to true crime Phil-esque show last night. We had three divorce experts on, um, and it got a little crazy, um, and we had fun. Linda Liu, Joel... What's up Joel? Hi. Hello everyone. Hello everyone. Misdemeanor OG, one of the OGs. That's why she calls herself that. Love Scott prayers for Phil and happy Hanukkah to you and Joel and your family. Thank you. Look at this. Michelle Pretoria is coming to us from South Africa down there. So Scott Duffy, look at this, this question for real. Who is Nancy Grace? Uh, It's a great question actually. <laughs> if someone has the answer, let me know. Uh, this person says I think Nancy is a bit scary. Uh Black says I love you being dominated by Nancy, Joel. Look at this. The other side of uh Black
0: Interesting, interesting. All right. So um, I'm still waiting for Nancy to give me the call, Joel. When you introduced me, she seemed seemed excited, but uh yeah. it's been crickets. We we uh, we met her and um
1: You know, at CrimeCon. I had met her before, but uh, I'm going to put in a word with her executive producer. So this wasn't for her TV show. I'm not as fancy as Tim Jansen. I didn't get flown up to New York for the investigation ID. This was an audio podcast called Crime Stories. And uh, I'll I'll post it back on uh, uh, Twitter at PodcastSTS, at PodcastSTS, and then on uh, Instagram at Surviving Survivor. This is probably your favorite comment right here, Scott Duffy. Philadelphia shoulder hmm. surgeon. You never oh, know yeah. when you're going to need a shoulder surgeon. Hi, Scott from the main line. Go birds. Go
0: main uh, line. Mm-hmm. I PS- was just there
1: yesterday. There you go. PSS. Uh, even though you do shoulders, tell us how painful a knee replacement is, if you can. Uh, hello from Dan Markell's hometown of Toronto. Happy Friday from Crafty Chris. Uh And it goes on. We'll continue to read comments. I'm in a -a wackadoodle mood. I have to go. I'm back on my health kick, so I have to go to the gym today. The COE is annoyed because I'm going to ditch the entire family right after this. I'm going to the gym. If I don't go to the gym, I'm going to lose my mind. So I have to go to the gym. I was just too tired to go this morning. Uh, Look at this. There's a lot of um, passion here from Barley Hops. Joel, many of us turned off Nancy Grace, many in all caps years ago. I will not watch her ever. No. That's why we live in America, it's a free country. Someone by the way um was watching our show last night in Singapore and they said that they could never there would never be a show like that in Singapore. So everyone be and it wasn't that crazy. We just had three um very um a ebullient, if I may use that word, three ebullient women. I'm saying that with a Jersey accent. Uh, Dom's mom, Carm's cutout is back. So let's go through some. Look at this. Alaska. Every time I want to start. I, and look at this. Alaska's in the house. I'm so sick of the Adelson case. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Uh, here we go. Um, Gabriella, I have a feeling that uh, Alaska ERP Thompson Queen is not going to like this show then. Good evening from France. Best wife or Phil? Uh, but anyway, France. I haven't seen France in here, really. I don't think I've seen France in here. So welcome to France. Um, Donna's a piece of work. Okay, so Scott, big, it's a big week coming up. And, we, you know, this is our OG case, not to take anything away from misdemeanor OG. We've been covering this uh, basically from when we began, uh, not from when the story began, but when STS began. And on Monday, Donna Adelson is in court for an arraignment. Uh Just walk us through that. Um, There's also, and I'm going to get into this later, but they just filed an emergency motion, basically saying that she's being treated incredibly cruelly in jail. So in Leon County Jail in Tallahassee. So she's going to be, that motion is going to be uh considered as well. But just, um, a typical arraignment, but this is for a high-profile
0: case. What can people expect come Monday, Scott Duffy? Yeah, so this is one of the first uh, appearances is the arraignment. And they're a little bit different, federal, state, and, across different states. But for the most part, they, they are uniform. And ultimately, it's the formal reading of charges. So, right, Donna's arrested. She's... Um, there's a uh a bail, no bail. Uh she's remanded to custody and then follows the arraignment. And the arraignment is going to be her attorneys, and of course, as you've already said, Joel, there's there's already a motion in place with regards to mistreatment or any allegation thereof. That's really gonna be irrelevant to the case. I, I think it will be addressed just to put it out there in the public, but um it's gonna have no effect on the arraignment. And and so um it's, it's a matter of formal charges. This is what you've been charged for, a formal plea. I, I imagine, you know, I, I've, I've never really even seen in any of my cases or anything that I've watched where anybody has actually pled guilty, even if they intend to plead guilty at an arraignment. It's just not the time or place for it. And um, and so it, it's uh, formal arraignment on the charges it's not a I, and florida could be a little bit different of whether the prelim is attached to that sometimes the prelim which is like a mini trial you have the um the prosecutors putting on their they're just their core evidence hey this is how far we got and ultimately for any of my prelim hearings it was just the reading of my affidavit it is the very bare bones basic um evidence that's purported and and thereby you just have the defense that may try to attack a little bit but it's um it's not that there will be more of a spectacle because of this case but for the most part they are just um just a formality and there won't be any decision making
1: and what in terms of how much we will actually hear there she is donna adelson look at this christy's coming to us from tallahassee we've got zurich in the house the Netherlands back to back and uh Scott Duffy. This is uh Space Coast. He runs the show behind the scenes from LA. Good Space yeah. Coast. Yeah. yeah, and here's Space Coast comment. Well, Scott cheer for the Niners, he's a diehard Niners fan. Wow. The Super Bowl. What? Uh, why
0: why are you even saying that?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought uh the response might be. There's Donna Adelson, once in normal clothing on the right. Uh well, she's actually in her uh get. To Vietnam clothing on the left. That's what that's her original mugshot where she was arrested uh and taken into custody in Miami. But Scott Duffy, how much do we actually expect to hear come out of her actual mouth? Is she just gonna say, I understand, judge, or I plead not guilty, and that's it? Yeah, there would it
0: it will and she could do it through her attorney, but ultimately it should just be, do you understand the charges? It should be. A yes or no type answer. Very, very little will be said by by uh, Adelson at that at that hearing. Most of the attorneys will be doing the talking, and uh, that's that. So you might you might get a yes or no type of response to whatever that question may be, but um, th- there won't be anything beyond a simple answer from her. Mm. Uh Joel, did you sleep on the
1: sofa last? night things got a little heated in our show, and I had uh, divorce experts on Scott, and I started <laughs> to um I started to vent about certain things, and people thought I might have to sleep on the couch. Luckily, the COE was run ragged by our three kids, first night of hanukkah. and so when I got home, eventually, she was snoring on the bed, and I just <laughs> slid onto my side, and uh, it went unabated. everything was fine um. Saw her this morning for about two seconds and she seemed to have no beef with me, at least not yet. That could all change. Nice. Yeah. it could change very quickly. Hello from Luxembourg. Mm. Unbelievable. Uh, again, Stuart, Florida. Austria. Look at how many people are international on, on early shows. Uh, Austria's in the house, followed by East Texas, followed by South Africa, followed by, uh, oh, I'll be joining December 20th for the event. This is very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is an event. Uh the COE didn't put it up yet, but there is an event. Thanks. I'm looking forward to seeing you, SN. We're having a live event here in South Florida, uh sponsored by JAFCO, which uh basically help um children. Um, and I, I can get more into the details of that, but I will be moderating that. And the guest of honor is Ruth Markel. You see it there. It's called Perspectives on Trial Life. And we will put this on social. The COE will put the link in. Uh, If you're in South Florida, you can buy tickets. Ruth Markel, the main speaker. And then you can see Dennis Murphy from Dateline NBC and Dave Arenberg, the Florida state attorney who was friends with Dan Markel. He's a Florida state attorney out of Palm Beach. And he will be uh, present as well look at this been in the house before but good day wow. all from Tasmania fourth what are you doing up at fourth are you getting up or going to sleep let me know that I'm curious I'm a night owl so I would be heading to bed but you might be waking up but Tasmania I often give Tasmania shout outs mm-hmm. and uh, I'll have to do that today Northwest Arkansas it goes on and on so the other thing Uh, Next week, Charlie Adelson is being sentenced. It's mom on Monday, son on Tuesday. It is a mandatory life sentence uh, without parole in a Florida state prison for first-degree murder. So that is where he's headed. But uh, Scott Duffy, they're expected to be victim impact statements. I know the Markels are going to be doing them via Zoom because they live in Canada. Um, Look at this. I'm having seasonal depression in Florida. I wouldn't make it. I'll tell you what. It dipped here into like 69, 70, and I was (laughs) – it was brutal. It was brutal. I was thinking about rolling out the mink coat, but I don't have one. But if I had one, I probably would have. So I do – I feel your pain, Megan. I really feel your pain. Um, Australia here again, unbelievable. Scott Duffy, so he's going to be sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, which, if I heard those words, I would try to swallow my handcuffs. So they block my throat and I would just suffocate right then and there. I would do anything, anything I could do to avoid state prison, but doesn't look like he's gonna be able to do that. And there are gonna be these victim impact statements. How long could this go on? I've heard that in Florida there is no limit. So people can sit here um, and will the defendant also i'm asking 40
0: questions at once will charlie also have a chance to say something well absolutely so in the this is the time that the trial has taken place the the defense has put their best foot forward and the results are guilty right and and so now it's the victims and the survi- the survivors the the family friends anyone that feels like they've been greatly impacted by this homicide that they can offer um, a presentation in court. And, and like you said, uh, the Markels are uh, in Canada, so thereby through Zoom. Usually, the, uh, the judge gets these statements. Let's just say they're prepared statements. The judge gets these statements, we will review them beforehand and and also have an idea of just who is going to be speaking, so this way you can, can the, the judge can gauge the time. Um, I don't see it going beyond the day, but it can be absolutely a full day. So, for example, let's say the the judge the judge's chamber should know that, hey, there are five people, four people, two, whatever the number of people who are going to be presenting and, uh, and about how much time they're going to be speaking. And typically they speak from a prepared statement. They could offer, they could ad lib and they can just speak, um, off the top of their head from their heart. Mm-hmm. And so all that's going to happen. Um, and then of course the, the mm-hmm. Charlie's going to get his chance to, to determine whether or not he wants to say something. And this is ultimately like you said, it's already going to be a mandatory sentence so what what does he gain? There's nothing that the judge can do to let's say, okay, I won't do it life, but I'll do it ninety nine plus a day or whatever mm. so what
1: if he wants to say, "Hey, I did it, I'm sorry, is there any chance you ever hear that
0: i mean it would it it would ultimately be for this is his chance publicly to to uh say what's I think hell would freeze over first, but sure, um, absolutely. I, I, I can tell you that um, you know, in different types of cases, non-homicide cases, where I've seen the, the, the suspect, especially, um, or the guilty party, where they throw themselves on the mercy of the court because there, there are, there's a lesser sentence that could be provided, mm-hmm. and um, and so thereby not only all the victim impact, but then you'll. Even kind of its formality, even though everybody knows that it's life, without the possibility of parole, that um, the defense attorneys, if Charlie's not going to speak, can can say, "Hey, he's a model citizen. He, this is he's never been arrested before. Look at all the they. They may even offer on their side people that can say, "This this is the type of guy I knew him to be," and I've seen that plenty of times. So it's it's it's. It's for both sides to, to present. But but in this regard, you're right. It's what does he gain other than some you know humility or or there's nothing that he can get less. That's mm-hmm. um.
1: What's crazy is he's gotta he he's gotta have the hope somewhere in his head that he's gonna get win on appeal or get out because. Otherwise, what motivation is there left in life? You're going to be in a cage the rest of your life. Um, Patty, David, hope Phil gets well soon. I watched all of Nancy Grace. You had the information so spot on, and I felt like Nancy appreciated your knowledge of the case, even if she barked at you. Loved it. Um, thank you, Patty. And like I said, it's sort of a badge of honor. I mean, Nancy Grace—they have spoofed her on SNL. She is. Um, she's a an icon in American true crime lore, and uh, she yelled at me. So I feel feel honored. This is a a badge of honor. Thank you, thank you, appreciate that. Hey, Mona, this is a fascinating question. I'm glad you asked. Duffy doesn't seem like a complainer type in general. This isn't a question, but I'm (laughs) gonna ask one out of this. Scott Duffy, if you just had your knee replaced, you had a brand new knee and it was three days ago, what would your attitude be? Are you the type to, would you be, because I would not complain. I'm not the, you never hear me complain. I would just, you know, I would never, I wouldn't call my mother. I wouldn't ask for pain meds. I would just tough it out because that's the kind of guy I am. But Scott, tough for you. Are you the kind of guy that would um, be whining? Uh, would you be whining to your wife that this hurts so much? Um, or would you just suck it up?
0: Would no one know the amount of pain that you're in? Yeah, I think, I think, um, i i would I would bear this great pain because I imagine that uh it takes great pain to keep phil away and phil wants um you know to always have his best foot forward so and he's not a complainer so the it's i i i would- i would think i'm not a complainer, mm-hmm. but i will also submit um i'm not so sure I've had that anything near of extreme pain mm. resulting from a surgery or injury so i've had a few minor things but uh, i would like to say even in the extreme pain i would not but mm. we'll see we'll see so far i'm going to have to check with your wife on that just to mm-hmm. confirm
1: this but um <laughs> You know, Phil, for those who missed it, described it. He says he went in and it was, it's literally an hour procedure. They use crazy equipment, robotics, lasers, and all whatever they need to do. And they just rip that old knee out and put a new knee in. And then you're home and you have to get up and move around on it. And state prison is worse, but uh, <laughs> knee replacement, <laughs> I'll take a knee replacement any day over what Charlie's about to do any day. Cause that's going to heal charlie's ain't never gonna heal look at the ski hat sarah i have so much to do then sts sts has a show oh well um we like to uh i don't know destroy people here joel's on crutches for three days five years ago and my kids still complain about his complaint uh,
2: coe do we still
1: have this is one of the funniest stories ever actually when we were living in la we lived on a on a small hill i'd say like a an 11-degree angle uphill. (laughs) And one day, I still have a competitive spirit. Look at this. The Netherlands are here. Holland is here. I love this name for me, Jodell. My kiss is Switzerland. My grandmother is from Switzerland. Lausanne, Switzerland, J. Antonio B. I spent a lot of time in Switzerland, believe it or not, growing up. Um, This is a great question. We'll come back to this. but um, So, Scott Duffy, there's a hill. And you know how a dog gets a burst of energy? Oh, Colleen still has a video. This is great. Okay. Uh, I'm going to post this video after I tell you the story on Twitter and on Instagram. So it's not a very interesting story. Um, You know how a dog gets a burst of energy, Scott Duffy? They're seemingly calm and then they just start wanting to play. So I was was the dog in this scenario. I got a, a, a jolt of energy, which I usually never have. And we were at the bottom of this hill. And I told the COE, who's also competitive, that I'm going to beat her ass in this race. We're going to we're going to sprint. So we had a race and I was destroying her. I really was. And uh, three quarters of the way up the hill, I just hear something pop and I just dropped to the ground, turned a sheet of white. My mother-in-law was there. She's like, what's wrong? Yeah, I was in so much pain that I thought I was going to vomit right then and there like I just needed everyone to get away and I was just writhing on the sidewalk it was all filmed by our friend Colleen and I lost the race it was all filmed by Colleen and after that I believe I was on crutches for a few days I didn't tear the hamstring but it was close um but it was it was agony it was horrible um I didn't say a word I just suffered silently and uh and that was it um but I do have the vi- I have video of that, and you can hear me screaming. We we'll have to see it, yeah. Um, Scott, could you tell us the scariest situation you've ever found yourself mm. in at work, not here on STS?
0: Mm. Oh boy, I tell you, it's um, that's that's a good question. It is a good question. Yeah, there's there's a couple of things that come in mind. I guess scary being where where I think my my life's in danger, right? Where I've Yeah, were you ever shot weapon? at? Uh, no, I was never shot at, uh, but I did have somebody go for my gun. Mm. So and it's a, it turned out to be a pretty good struggle. Really? I didn't mean to interrupt
1: that, but tell me, so what is the scariest situation?
0: Uh, so I'll just pick one. There, there were a few, but th- there was uh, one where it was, um, I was with my task force. So there's, there's typically seven of us. I had six partners from the different, uh, uh, state and local, Agencies and so we were out on on a typical what we call a run, and so we're just looking for obvious crime that's happening and uh, we came across somebody that that needed to be i I'll, I'll say intervened so we as during the normal cor- course of the interview um as we're we're pretty much speaking to him on the street um then then begins and it is the most dangerous time. When you were either about to arrest somebody, put handcuffs on somebody, or you feel like, hey, somebody's carrying something and I need to, to address it through a pat-down search. And, and that's when he pulled back, threw something in his mouth, and then as we're trying to grab it before it could get to his mouth, but it, it, he did manage to consume what was crack cocaine, The, um, he then uh, bent over and went head into my chest and uh simultaneously grabbing my my uh my my sidearm so it was and we're you know in the FBI we 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 trained pretty well throughout the year where if you feel anywhere coming you can you can sense it you don't even need to see it but once once that was happening i knew exactly what he was doing and so it was a fight my hands go on on top of his hands and my goal is make sure that does that gun does not come out it's not going to hurt anybody mm-hmm. until it comes out of that holster and it was it was a full-on fight where um big guy um, was know, he a big guy he we you know he was a good size guy probably mm. about maybe just a touch smaller than me yeah but, uh, well built uh-huh. it turned into a, a full fight where everybody's trying to get get him off um, the gun Whoa. and. And there's quite a few blows happening. He did make his way to the hospital, but he apologized in the hospital but it was it was a full fight i i would say that um absolute uh deadly force was was a a moment there mm. um, wow, where I felt you know never never doubted for a second and and when you when a full fight is like that, you're wondering there's there's six people that are unable to un uh untake those claws off the gun what what is somebody going to shoot but um mm. it managed it managed th- that gun stayed exactly where where I trained to keep it uh because him it coming out in his hands would you know would have would have been would have been a a tragedy so wow. it's um it's it's something that sticks to you and and I would say that was an absolute a moment of a fear for life. So you just make sure that it doesn't get out. You so you put your hands immediately go on his hands to keep it in place. Absolutely. That's uh yeah. that's a, there's no way the way my holster is, there's no way that he can do anything, any harm with that gun, as long as that gun remains in the holster. Because there's it's not like he could get his finger and and get into the trigger. It's not gonna happen. And uh so so at that point it's I gotta keep my gun secured in, in its place. Mm-hmm. So um Mm-hmm. um yeah that's this is why you give law
1: enforcement respect they do some crazy things deal with crazy people what was that apology like in the hospital you said hey scott i'm really sorry about that about trying to take yeah. your gun.
0: well i'll tell you what and this is i think phil and i have talked about in the interview rooms you know it's it's okay um you uh you fought but um you also got to realize, and the reason why I went to the hospital, he, he took quite a few blows. It was, yeah. it was a fight for life. And, yeah. and, uh, but then we do our duty once, uh, cause he wasn't handcuffed or anything. It was, he had full, full use of everything. Yeah. So once we got him handcuffed, got him subdued, it was then a trip to the hospital, uh, to address his injuries. And, um, and so th- then it's, we're we're doing our job it's like hey no no um no hard feelings here and um we're worried that uh whatever you consumed is going to get into your bloodstream you're going to die hmm. and so we're you know we're doing our typical hey it depends how much you you um you you ate so that hmm. was our main goal and that's when he started to realize okay maybe i could die here so it's, we're taking him to the hospital for the injuries but also pump his uh-huh. stomach because you know you could die instantly once once a bag of cocaine bursts and then gets into your stream that's that's a hardcore way to go wow a day in the life of scott duffy um
1: hmm that's i go to cvs and get stuff for the family (laughs) occasionally um Charnay Venter says, "Can you and Scott do another Rachel Moore show?" It's interesting you bring that up. But we were supposed to do one this past week. I am in touch with the family. Scott's in touch with the family, and uh, we will do one. Uh, We will definitely do another one. Um, This is a very busy week with the Adelson uh, story, so we'll we'll get to it. There's also a fascinating story. Our friend Bob Mata at Defense Diaries. His father was the defense attorney for John Wayne Gacy, the infamous serial killer, and now. Bob thinks that there are more victims. I think he dropped his own podcast, a a separate one from Defense Diaries. And I'm going to get Bob on with Dr. Ann Burgess to talk about that. So that might be later next week. I think that'll be really fascinating. Um, Olivia Greenberg, please ask Scott about the bomb that went off in Alexandria this week. I assume this is Virginia and not egypt but i have not i did not hear scott did you hear about this i didn't hear about this yeah, i did i did i
0: know i know a little bit about it but it, it was um and i forget what the warrant Shout to the mission, south africa i'm sorry i just saw her f- fly by go ahead there w- there was a uh um a search warrant being executed on what what looked like a pretty nice house in a um it was either alexandria or somewhere in, in that. Uh, Arlington, Virginia. And, um, and as, as like anything else, you know, when you're there doing a knock and announce, um, and trying to gain entry into a house that from what I gather, and there's a pretty good video clip that the, the subject inside was not cooperating, was not going to, um, come out quietly. And from what I've heard is that there was some sort of flare gun from the inside being being utilized and then the house just just blew up. I mean it was fast and furious where the you can see the roof get blown off and flames going right right into the sky. And from what I've heard that there were zero uh deaths as a result that the guy inside and whoever else survived and and of course the law enforcement on the perimeter survived. So I did not hear what caused it. I it's. It looked like some sort of instant, um, like, you know, maybe perhaps some sort of gas explosion or something, something connected and uh, blew that house apart. Wow. Uh, hi from UK. I just started watching and
1: following your show. It's so much better than your mainstream television. Please preach, Chris. It's crazy. Laugh out loud. It's mad here, but not like that. LOL. Forget mainstream media. Get on uh independent media. This is independent media. Did we do it better here? Brianna, friend of the show, always here wasn't Rachel's mom scheduled to appear this week. She was. And uh as happens, sometimes uh she decided she just wasn't ready to do it. Um, she didn't feel comfortable. And I, you know, the last thing I'm ever gonna do is try to force someone or push them to do it. Uh you've gotta you've gotta, you know be able mentally to want to do it and she's obviously going through a lot but i'm speaking to a lot of her you know her children and um well we're gonna keep it you know front and center we're gonna do another show just have to figure out the right day and uh shout out to patty Moran, and uh we are thinking of you and uh you still have an open invite i've already told her this but you know she'll, she'll she'll come on at some point i think uh hello from miami that's my My neck of the woods. So let's get into some of the um, I wanted to kind of drill down on the uh, investigative side of this. So some of this is is very interesting. The day after uh, Donna Adelson's hello, a little bit. The day after Donna's arrest, uh, she was Charlie was convicted on a Monday. The following Monday, Donna and Harvey Adelson are trying to board a flight to Vietnam via Dubai Dumb move, but they buy a one-way ticket, so that's not going to play very well when it gets to trial, if it does get to trial, because that shows some serious consciousness of guilt, as they say. But the day after Donna's arrest, investigators show up at the Adelson's Miami Beach condo, and um, they had a search warrant in hand, Scott Duffy. They left with at least three electronic devices from Harvey, not from Donna now, but from the husband, Harvey. They had two, and there's Harvey on the bottom left. They had two iPhones, one a white, the other a dark gray. This is all in the search warrant and an iPad. And uh, in The affidavit for one of Harvey Adelson's phones, Jason Newland, he is a longtime investigator with the state attorney's office. Uh, I saw him a few times when I was up there for the trial. He writes in the search warrant that having these devices would further the investigation into the communications and actions of Donna Adelson during the crime and of any events related to this incident before the crime occurred. The data may also serve to identify those subjects who carried out the act and the location of any outstanding evidence. Scott Duffy, I know you're not, we're looking at the Adelsons here, Wendy on the bottom right, Donna moving counterclockwise, Charlie and uh, the father Harvey. The two on top are both in custody. To me, this is a massive Uh, win for the state and potentially really damaging to the Adelson's because they got the devices of the two uh, parents and they're older. And if they're anything like my mother, uh, they're not very adept at technology. Scott Duffy, what is happening right now with these devices? And is it possible that these devices crack this thing even wider open uh, than it already has become over nine years
0: later? Yeah, the, t- the time is a little bit difficult, but just like anything else, especially in some high profile uh, uh, cases that we've seen unfold in the last few months, what have the police been looking for? So, for example, in the New York City corruption um, investigation, they, what did they do? They wanted the mayor's uh, cell phone and uh and so thereby you have to get a search warrant and we know we all know that we keep our cell phones with us pretty much at all times even in our homes and and so when you want that phone you have to get a search warrant just like anything else and that search warrant allows you to seize those phones and uh, and ultimately law enforcement tries to do it in a way that's quick when they're out in public, because it's basically going to be, hey, we have a search warrant for your home or for your phone. We don't want anything else. Give us the phone. And um, and so thereby the phone is turned over. So um, and just like in the um, in the Gilgo Beach murders, what what did the what did law enforcement want? They wanted that phone and they knew at the time that he had it. And that's why they seized upon it. So no different here. They probably had information with already Leading up to um, the fact that 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 Don is going to be fleeing the country, and and so thereby they were waiting. And then once you go ahead and get that ticket, that's like that's the last piece of evidence you need, perhaps to tip the scales and get a search warrant for the phones and whatever devices. So those devices in custody are going through a rigorous forensic accounting, so to speak. Either it's getting plugged into some some pretty cool tools that law enforcement has these days for anything electronic and to flush that information. The nice thing about, yes, you can get lots through records, mm-hmm. um, but there's nothing like having the device itself. And if they were able to show that the device and maybe perhaps not the device because nine years, I not not too many people have their uh, uh, cell phones for nine years. I'll, I'll probably be one of the few that do only because I take one of my kids' phones after I exchange them out. But the um, but the SIM card is important. And so what you're taking out of an old phone, sticking into a new phone, there's a lot of information. And if they even deleted information, you can recoup uh, a lot of that deleted pictures, texts, uh, emails, et cetera. Um,
1: one of the things, Scott, things. That they were um, talking, you know, there's always been talk that there was possible communications via WhatsApp. I assume the software has gotten better since nine and a half years ago. Um, is, is, is WhatsApp, is that recoverable? Um, if they would
0: need it to get into that. Yeah, that's a good question. And that's probably why they needed the phones themselves because, you know, this is going back a few years, but when i would participate in in some of my colleagues wiretaps and in, in other words i'm there monitoring or i'm there supervising and and so when they the it's very telling and that that if one person tells another person and let's say one of those phones is being tapped by law enforcement i'll be able to learn hey Uh, if, if, if I'm being tapped and Joel, I'm calling you or you calling me, I may say to you, Hey, Joel, not right now, because I may suspect that that my phone is being tapped and I'll say, Joel, would you please go to the WhatsApp? And so I'll direct you there and I'll say it exactly like that. And, um, and then the communication goes cold, right? I can't, it's now gone into, to a different, um, arena. I can get that information through a series of, of search warrants and whatnot going to the actual company and providers, but I'm not going to get it real time because I'm not, the, the WhatsApp back then had capabilities of circumventing wiretaps. And now, you know, as everything grows technology, so does law enforcement. They're catching up in order to, so for example, hey, okay, so if my phone is being tapped but but not my WhatsApp, which is encrypted in such a way that law enforcement is not able to get that real time. The you can get that through the phone. And and so thereby, um, um, I'm texting you through WhatsApp, it's encrypted, I'm not getting law enforcement not getting it real time, but uh it's on the phone, it's on the sim, it's in storage. I may delete it, I may save it either way. Law enforcement has can go back so much uh in time in order to to try to get it. So it's still like um you know it's still a hope and a prayer that that it's there, it's on a sim card, it's retrievable. It's just not guaranteed. Hmm. Uh Suzette here, we're looking at
1: a picture of Dan Markel. by the way. Can you have mentor lawyer on your show? I'm glad you asked. We just reached out. Uh I think mentor is going to be coming on on Wednesday. We've had him on a bunch of times before. Mentor has been covering this case Um, As much as anyone, uh, if not more, and in-depth, he's a good guy, and we're going to get him back on the show. Uh, Wednesday, uh, we're going to have Carl Steinbeck back on, and we are going to talk about uh, post-sentencing, post-arraignment on Wednesday with a bunch of the OGers of this case uh, who have their own uh, platforms. So uh, looking forward to that, and I'm glad you asked about that. Philadelphia Shoulder Surgeon. So hard to say. Knee replacement patients were my second least favorite patients. It's definitely a fun one. They usually hate us for the first four weeks, then they like us again. So, uh, Phil might not love PSS right now. Hello from Ontario, Canada. Uh, There you go, Ontario, Canada. So, in this, Denmark is in the house here. Look at this. I love Fridays. Um, Quoting the search warrant here. At this time, the state would be seeking a search warrant for any applications or evidence of moving money, accessing financial accounts, or scheduling and booking travel plans to evade apprehension. Also, any documents, files, or other items pertaining to finances or financial adjustments made by the Adelsons or other communications, photos, videos, or evidence related to the homicide of Daniel Markell. This sounds like they're casting a wide net. Uh, what, what I think is interesting about this is they're getting this after the conviction and Donna had a week and Scott, I mean, it is very plausible that they were texting each other back and forth. Donna to Harvey, Harvey to Donna, Donna to Wendy, Wendy to Donna, whoever was free saying, Oh my God, Charlie's convicted. They caught us. They, what are, we got to get out of Dodge, blah, blah, blah. So, There could be, because you're talking about, I don't know how far, you know, we can go back nine years, but there could be messages that were just sent in the last week or 10 days or two weeks. Brussels in the house, Billy Mayaya, love that last name. Welcome. Welcome uh, from Brussels. Um, But Scott, if they were talking about things as recently as the last couple of weeks, it's on those devices and uh, that's
0: evidence, right? Absolutely, Joel. So- you know this brings up you know 9 years ago is a long time in order to do a search warrant you already have to have some probable cause that you already know being law enforcement knows that something incriminating is on the phone or one of these devices from any of these individuals it's not just a fishing expedition where you um you 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 say hey now that the trial's over Let's look at these others, and it's likely no it's it's probable cause, and so thereby somewhere law enforcement got information pretty solid information that um there was some communication going going on as a result of the trial. Well, that freshes everything up, and so you can then say that the information of nine years ago is no longer stale. we have evidence to show that. They're communicating, and and perhaps uh, discussing in real time now what might have taken place nine years ago, for for example. And this is just a hypothetical. Uh, Donna um, is is worrying that oh my gosh, he's going to be found guilty. Will he? Will law enforcement try to get him to flip against me or anyone else in the family? And so they throw everything up and and, and they get. And they start texting and calling and saying, is he going to tell us? Is he going to tell us somebody is um, provided enough of, to law enforcement if law enforcement was already not on uh, um, actively on one of their devices? And uh, and so thereby get search warrants to say, let's let's get all these devices. We have new information and there's something uh, incriminating. That's that's on these phones. And so thereby, that's why this the, it continues and and, um, and and good for them for for staying on top of that, as opposed to um, worrying about that after the fact. It sounds like they had a plan in place during the trial to say, hey, we believe already that the, the conspiracy is much larger than this and the trial is going to freshen up our evidence in order to get these others that we could not get prior to.
1: Uh, for those of us joining us uh, for the first time or midstream and don't know that this guy is not just any guy in a gray hoodie. This is a uh, retired FBI special agent, Scott Duffy normally joined by America's most respected detective, Phil waters, who is recovering from knee replacement surgery. We bring on the best guests. This is not just a man I found on the streets of Philadelphia. Um, Misdemeanor OG says, Joel, I remember when it was you and Carm just chatting. That was the old show. And one time she denied cursing you out. She denied it straight faced and then started laughing. Scott Duffy met my mother. and She saw the real Carm at times breaking out. And I can assure you she was cursing at me and then trying to cover it up. She likes to play the uh, sometimes she will sometimes rarely, but sometimes she'll play the old vulnerable woman act. I can see right through it. I promise not to mention this again, Joel, C-O-E, but can we give I Am Not T-Pain, one of our mods who we love, the official title of Meme Queen in recognition of her excellent work. From this point on, T-Pain shall be known as the Meme Queen. Hashtag Meme Queen for I Am Not T-Pain from this moment on. Uh, Done. Ask and ye shall receive Kaz Loves Cakes. So Scott Duffy, you were just telling us this incredible story. One of the people, someone asked the scariest thing that's happened and it was a man trying to grab your firearm. We know how that could uh, end up. This is funny. Uh, Donna is definitely a prima Donna. There you go. Love this channel from South Africa. I love you back. A few people in this chat from South Africa today, including my friend, Mish, Mish Cavernos, Sally Paolillo. That's a tough one to say. A lot of vowels in there. Um, (laughs) Scott Duffy, I bring up your gun incident, the guy trying to grab your gun, because when Donna is ultimately arrested in the jetway, trying to flee the country, um, the report says that she tried to pull away from an FBI agent who tried to take her white iPhone. Um, She literally pulled one of these. Uh, Ultimately, of course, they got it. I don't think it was probably the same... Struggle you had with this man that you thought that uh you know that lethal force might have to be used, but what do you think went on there i mean is is that a is that a typical reaction where you try to take something from someone and they're just trying to to keep it from you and you just have to snatch it out of their hands? How do you think that went down
0: yeah, so, and Matt, so yeah, and this is one of those things where you know they're all they're all in the planning stage prior to hey, we gotta go get this phone and and so, there, especially the way phones are designed, and all the different uh, carriers out there, the uh, the cell phone makers, they're constantly trying to to make their phones much more secure. And and I can tell you, as um, having an FBI phone for quite a long time, if we ever felt. That our phone was going to be compromised. In other words, it it might get into the wrong hands. That uh, with the with the click of a button, you can have that phone erased. And and so I would imagine that they wanted to safeguard that if she knew that my phone is going to be subject to um, to to being in the custody of law enforcement, and I know that has. Bad information that's going to incriminate me. I'm going to do everything in my power to destroy it, so I, I can easily see that they were they were told that that's that's the goal. Get that phone before something is is done in order to destroy it. Whether I don't think she would swallow that phone, but easily, you know, hey, I'll I'll, I'll break up the SIM card. I'll swallow it and and then see what your uh, forensic devices can do. So yeah, I absolutely. Especially, and I think that's even telling, um, it's probably written in that agent's report that she was doing everything in her power to protect what she knows is going to be incriminating against her and others. Um, and, and thereby, um, you know, that, and there's, there's a charge for that. So it'd be, it'd be interesting, you know, she could be, um, there are additional charges if you can show that somebody was trying to destroy evidence. By the way, you know, I'm
1: reading the chat. A lot of people coming down on me from, for outing the COE for snoring. She doesn't really snore, to be honest. Very rarely, as a matter of fact. She's a very quiet sleeper. She's like 31 pounds soaking wet. She just burrows herself into a corner. But um, she does, when when I move around, she will jolt out of bed thinking that, you know, there's an intruder or something. And then she'll mutter to herself and go back to sleep. So... I'll um, I'll back off the snoring statement a little bit. It's not a full-on snore, but uh, maybe a a heavy breath. Amanda the Yahoo, super sticker, five bucks. Um, Scott Duffy, um, Highland Park, Illinois. I got excited for a moment because I'm from Highland Park, New Jersey. Uh, There you go. But Highland Park, Illinois, I know it well. People always confuse the three Highland Parks, New Jersey, Illinois, and Highland Park, Texas. Uh, afternoon from the uk it is getting warm in this house all of a sudden uh coe check studio i see that um i'm gonna unbelievable uh i'm gonna get to it in a minute so the phones uh it it is written uh in this affidavit had are are critical to the investigation scott duffy they say that investigators traced phone calls and location data to the two hitmen, which blew this case wide open I guess two-part question, the phones are obviously very important. Are you surprised, this is literally July 2014 that the murder went on, and this investigation is still ongoing. You're the veteran retired FBI agent. Does it surprise you that an investigation is still continuing
0: nearly a decade later? No, it doesn't surprise me. It's it's somewhat of a uniqueness, the fact that, um, you know, you have a case— that that was nine years ago, and and then a trial that just got over. So the obviously there's enough information, not enough to have made arrests prior to. Otherwise, law enforcement would have swooped down and and taken everybody that was on their list. Let's just say, it's one thing to speculate. Hey, I think the mom's involved. I think the dad's involved. I think the whole family is involved. Okay. But but you have to have the evidence to to prove it and support that. So they make an arrest um, and of Charlie and 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 move forward. They make an arrest of others, you know, the actual the actual hitmen and and then those that are intermediaries, whether it be an introduction, um, money changing hands. And so is it possible? And my guess is they had this theory. And they had enough to support that theory that it was a family affair. And and so thereby not just a secretive one off and um, and so be it. And so thereby they stayed on top of using knowing that the trial is going to spur those that are not yet in custody, but are fearing any day that they could be in custody. And so when you are in fear, you're, you are less likely, um, to, uh, to plan methodically. You, you, you just do stupid stuff Mm -hmm. out of fear and nerves and so forth. And so that's what they probably were using the trial as a way of spurring, hey, uh, um, what they already theorized into evidence and, and they were able to either see things, hear things Maybe perhaps an informant came forward, perhaps something between um, you know, from from prison and and so now they've, hey, we got what we what we always thought and the evidence to support it. Now let's go get these phones. Because even though the phones, like I said, are probably not the phones, perhaps, but probably not Mm -hmm. that the SIM card is the same, right? You're just switching the SIM card to the same. And then and then I, I can see trying to get these. Like I have old iPods and phones, cell phones in, in my house that are no longer in use, but they're there, they're here. And so if, if they grabbed onto my phone, they may even want to uh grab the the older they'll have to show that they that those devices are still in existence and then do additional search warrants. But um now Scott they obviously-
1: this reminds me, in the Alec Murdoch trial, they had Paul Murdoch's phone, and they couldn't figure out the code, the passcode, and they took a lucky guess using his birthday, and it worked. They said otherwise it could have taken years. Uh, what about this, because almost every phone is passcode protected, uh, how do they get into the phone?
0: Yeah, this, this, is every, this is why law enforcement is always seems to be one step behind. The, um, and I don't remember the names of the individuals, but I remember it because in the FBI, this was a big case for us. So uh, let's just choose the iPhone here. Mm-hmm. The iPhone is a great secure phone. It's, they can, Apple can say, this is a fantastic device. Nobody is going to hack your phone. Nobody. And when they mean nobody, of course, they mean those with criminal intent. But those with law enforcement intent, in order to to serve justice, and the phone has been used as a criminal, uh, is a fruit of the crime or or an element of the crime. So, you want that phone, and and now you take it into custody. You can go up to the individual, can I have your passcode, or do you have the fingerprint? You know, whatever it is that you do to get into your phone, and um, and law and and they're gonna they're not going to comply. They don't have to comply, and and so now it's up to law enforcement to use these these uh, pretty handy tools to try to crack them, to try to get in. But uh, they they they've been met with quite quite a bit of resistance because of the high level of security. So there was a um, terrorist attack, I want to say, was so many years ago, uh San Bernardino. Dino, California I was there I I was there San Bernardino terror attack yes 17 I believe had died and as a result of a of a massive shootout where the two terrorists a couple um are deceased now you want their phones and so you would think okay they're deceased they have nothing they have they have no interest to say don't go into my phone And um, and so thereby the whole world will be in support of, yes, absolutely. They law enforcement should gain access to those phones. Of course, there would be search warrants, but they were so secure. They were not able to get into those phones and and phones are designed that if you try three different times, your phone is going to your phone is going to delete everything. It's going to be okay, We're going into self-protection mode. Somebody's trying to break into your phone, so we're going to get rid of all the information, right? And, and, um, and so law enforcement has to be wary of that. Went to Apple, and Apple fought hard. Apple fought, said, we understand this is a tragic, and blah, we, we totally support the idea, but we cannot gain access to that phone without, without providing a secret that that ultimately, if if that information can get into that phone, somewhere along the line, somebody's going to hack that information and then and then use it for nefarious purposes, and and then hack into our phone system, which negates everything that we put into all the millions and if not billions of dollars. Hmm. Uh, but but the FBI does not just sit around and and uh, say okay, then then it's a loss for us. No, this was. And uh, this was something they absolutely needed to get into, as it was a terror attack. And what's to say there's not other terror attacks uh, that, in a in a in a larger conspiracy? So they they managed to get into that phone, as um, you know, uh, it, it it takes a little bit of money, a little bit of time, because yeah. there's always somebody out there. Can that get can it. say uh, for a price, I can I can. I can do bad things to them. But well, what about?
1: I mean, the Adelsons aren't a terror attack. But what if? I mean, they can't. They can't compel them to give passcodes, can they? No,
0: they don't. They can't. No. Wow. And wow. so, thereby, they they uh, technology law enforcement is is always, uh, even though we're one step a bata- uh, behind, there are tools being created and utilized to be able to. Be better at cracking these phones and so my guess is they they will have a they will have a better chance of doing that Mm. look at this uh dubai
1: melanie is here from dubai haven't seen dubai in the chat before but it's ironic because donna was flying to vietnam via dubai with a one-way ticket Uh, melanie you you were close to meeting donna at the uh, airport there south africa i love this new zealand love it Love all these uh, countries around the world tuning in. And even Boise, Idaho. You know, Scott, I think I've told you it's not Boise. I think in Boise, it's like a, it's like a C almost. Mm. Uh, 47 degrees in Syracuse. I think I told Patty I once, once upon a time ago lived in Fayetteville, Manlius. And I remember I was six years old, seven years old. It's the first time there was a cable box, got cable TV for the first time. The box was this big, had like a dial on this side. And uh, I remember snow being so high that it covered uh, the entire door. So there you go. Um, The COE was gracious enough. Let's um, let's take, you know, I was telling you guys about one of the most painful moments of my life and uh, we have video of it. So let's uh, let's take a quick look here. Those Zizi are my young children. That's me destroying the.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's the complainer there, there already. No, <laughs> <laughs> so I walked around for a couple
1: moments. Walked around for a couple moments and see that black car right there. I collapsed behind that black car. Let's see it again. Let's see it. Again. Look how badly I was beating her up this hill, as my two kids are cheering me on. Look, I'm destroying her. Look. <laughs>
0: That's good. Yeah.
1: I'll play that again. Um, I got to see the comments on this. Um, COE goes, I just had a kid. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Someone's saying slow motion, por favor. MAC-19. Um, MAC-19. 19. Mac 19, she sent us incredible designs. I'm going to unveil one of these days. Um I'm not T-Pain. Look at this. Joel, did you hurt your leg? I think the COE won because she didn't get hurt or collapse. COE, love this. Yes, I was destroying her. I'm told you I'm competitive. When the COE and I first met in Tucson, Arizona, she's like, oh, when I was working in Yakima, Washington as a news reporter, I used to train with the Olympians. The Olympian track guys train in Yakima. and I was like, I'm Olympian level. And I went out and just crushed her. I was around Tucson before she could even get out the door. And this time I was in the lead. Let's just watch this one more time just to see how, how far ahead I was.
2: Zizi, don't come close.
1: Oh, every time you see something else, you can hear my mother-in-law sing, saying "Zizi, come close. Listen again. This is my mother-in-law.
2: Zizi, don't come close.
1: Who knew that moments later I would be riding? It's been a... It's been a long, winding road. Um, I love that that's on video. Somehow it is. I don't know. Um, Scott Duffy, this is a beautiful Friday, except we're missing our friend. I am not T-Pain, the queen of meme. She said, I won. I'm ahead at the end. No way. Uh, 35 hours on the phone with Charlie Adelson, Scott Duffy. From the time Charlie was convicted to when Donna tried to flee the country, she spent 35 hours with him on jail house phone calls. That's more than five hours a day. Scott Duffy, every attorney I said, talked to said is the dumbest thing in the world to be talking. Um, look at this, Joel pick a day, any sport I'm not postpartum anymore. Bring it. I will crush you in tennis. I'll crush you in any sport. You name your sport. I don't need to name my sport. I've already destroyed you and I will do it again. No mercy. Um, Thank you for asking, Sarah. Me. I won because I was ahead at the end. Thank you for I don't asking. think
0: the video shows that. Yeah. I think it show I, and and she was very good to go just was it was that right at the finish line? Just enough to get past the finish line, then return back to see how you were doing. Come, come close. Ah! Keep going just enough. <laughs> finish that race. <laughs>
1: Scott Duffy, if you were an attorney and not an FBI agent, would you be nervous for your client uh, Donna Adelson? uh, Charlie's getting convicted, but would you be nervous um, for Donna knowing she spent thirty-five hours on the phone
0: in a in a jailhouse recorded call on a jailhouse recorded call? That would be deathly afraid. The um, and 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 of course, both parties here. Hey, this is a record. This 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 uh, conversation may be recorded and and yet um i've gone through many many hours of recordings from prison tapes in my day Mm -hmm. and it is it no matter what it is amazing what people will say on the phone knowing it's being recorded knowing that law enforcement probably somewhere is why is that why i mean you know it even tells you doesn't it? say at the beginning this
1: is a recorded call
0: from the leon county jail so why do people talk? Why, 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 why we can't help themselves? And, and so if, if in fact, it is true that the conspiracy goes well beyond Charlie and those that are uh, arrested for the actual homicide, that there is, you know, it's, it's one thing, it's one thing to, to be thankful. Let's just say the mom is, well, um, uh, that the plan was that close, or you know something that's you know she's she's not as taken back as she should as a as a mother in law oh I feel bad uh but but there is some action you know it has to be a criminal action where you know information has gone through one way or another she's participated mm-hmm. in something money wise whatever and um and so that's that's ultimately where this is going. And so instead of just being a very caring mother to say, you know, I hate to see my, my son in jail so much for my son-in-law, you know, I'm sad, but, but my daughter, you know, my, my, uh, um, my daughter will be better off in the long run. Whatever is going through as a mother, right. Um, But as a criminal co-conspirator, you can't help yourself, but to say, um. Okay. Now that you're facing life in jail, will you remember me as your mother, or are you going to try to turn state's witness? And somewhere down the road, so there's this this amazing fear, and and so thereby the you know the constant um, information that they can't they these people they can't control themselves, especially. In, that's why I love conspiracy investigations. Hmm. Somebody's always talking. Hmm. And uh Scott, do
1: you think that um because there's been a lot of speculation that uh if a deal could be made that these Adelsons are gonna start to point the finger at each other, um, do you think in your experience with conspiracies, do you think that's gonna happen? Do you think this family is gonna start to throw each other under the bus one by one?
0: I I've 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 seen people who are lockstep never going to snitch on each other. And then when they see, for example, it's one thing to know because the statute says, um, Charlie, you will do life without parole, probation, anything. So you will die in prison. It's a, it's another thing tomorrow or Tuesday, right? To hear that Mm. where the judge finally hands down that formal sentence Mm. And uh, and that's when it also becomes real. Now, you, you had said and and brought up great points with regards to will will he actually make a statement? Will he throw himself on the mercy of the court? Yeah. Probably not. I don't think but, he's admitting this, but I'll say this also. Sorry
1: to interrupt, Scott, but I hate saying that because I did interrupt. But um, Charlie and his sister have a very obvious – first of all, they have a brother who's estranged from the family, doesn't talk to the family. And the dynamics of the family is strange. But um, I know this to be true, that Charlie and Wendy, the brother and sister, have a very
0: strained relationship right now. Does that make it more likely that he could flip on her? Oh, yeah. I mean, and this is what law enforcement's looking for. You're looking for those weak links. Mm -hmm. Um, And so ultimately, law enforcement wants to make sure anybody that was criminally involved and could have prevented this um, that they need to pay and and so the investigation's not going to be complete until the last person of the conspiracy is in jail, charged, convicted, and now the uh the family can move on.
1: Mm. who's left? There's this comment from Melanie, and believe it or not, my husband's a captain for Emirates Airlines, which is Supposed to be the greatest airline in the world. Uh, he flew back from Miami approximately eight days before Donna was arrested on the Aero Bridge, called the Jetway in America, but I like Aero Bridge much better. I told him it, uh, he could have witnessed this. He sure could have. Um, surviving the survivor at gmail.com. If your husband would like to take three children, my wife and myself, happy to... Uh, Happy to volunteer us for a quick trip to Dubai. Um, it's supposed to be an amazing airline, Scott Duffy. Um, it is. I, I flew it to Dubai. You did?
0: How was it? Amazing, right? Uh, it's, it's Unfortunately, I've heard that when you fly, and I flew uh, first class. Hmm. Was that, this for the uh, Federal Bureau of Investigation? Yeah, this was. Wow. This was a unique trip. They fly where, first class in the FBI. It it somehow resulted in a few of us getting flown first class because the uh, the government we were we were partnering with them in opening up a new academy there, and so I went there for for a month. And unfortunately, to have experienced that, you now then you know now I sit way back. Mm, That must have been uh, quite the trip. A little bit. Can we get
1: a fact check with the COE? Um, I will tweet out her statement on this at podcast STS. I will get a official statement from the COE. She knows I won. Scott, may may we meet your chinchilla, please,
0: named Chi Chi. Uh, I think we have, but Scott, I don't know how it's downstairs, right? Yeah, and and so because nobody else is in the house right now, I I would have to uh, pawn pawn him off somebody. Yeah, because uh, he'll get to, he'll probably stay on my shoulder for a time. But what would not. he do if he got off your shoulder and no one's home? Where, where where does he head? He'll he'll so so like any other rodent, he'll just um, jump off and and uh, go in circles on will the he, walls.
1: Will, will he like burrow into a? Um... By the way. I live in Miami. Every once in a while, there will be a cockroach in the house. Every, in a blue moon. It's Miami. It's humid. It's hot. It happens. And when it does happen, the COE is, she's terrified. It's a family thing. Her mother is terrified. Her mother is terrified of Ethel, who literally will just lick your face for hours at a time. But just the way they are. And when this said cockroach will show up, the man of the house, my four-year-old son, J-Mac, he's usually summoned to go grab it and throw it out. I don't like to kill anything, so I usually will grab it in like tissue paper. And I've taught my son to do this and toss it outside. Um, probably comes right back in. But today, when, when that doesn't happen, the COE will take a, a, a can of anything. It could be suntan spray. It could be uh, olive oil. It could be any any liquid that's in a spray can. And she will just try to drown this little insect or whatever it is um, into submission. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm reading this right now. It happened to be in the bathroom today. And she happened for the first time to actually get a can of Raid. And it is literally my all my teeth stuff and my like all my bathroom toiletries are now submerged in raid because she doesn't just spray she empties the can and i'm enraged about this now that i'm talking i'm getting enraged now that i'm talking about this like a little spray i can understand but it, it also happens you know every once in a while like under their fridge or something and she will unload like a bucket of water or whatever to try to drown this thing. And then I come home and I go flying. But today it was on our bathroom counter and now my toiletries and she had raid this time. And now my toiletries are literally submerged in raid. So if you never see me again, Scott Duffy could be a fake cockroach. I'm going to check now. Could be a (laughs) rubber cockroach. Although I think I flushed it down the toilet because it was dead already. Um, This could be a ploy to end my existence. So if anything happens to me, everyone who's in this chat just heard why. Um I would, I would have to buy new toiletries. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to have to do that myself. Um, Yeah, I can't risk it. We don't need the next t- show. Yes, the next show might be about the two of us. And uh, mm-hmm. I hope that it is not. Moving right along, Scott Duffy. Um Basically, these jail calls just around this out. She was talking about fleeing the country, which, in fact, we know she tried to do. But then lastly, onto this emergency motion, we're going to finish just on time, Scott Duffy. This is sort of serious. And look, people are out for, uh, you know, for blood here. And I understand that, too. And they want Donna Adelson to suffer. But there was an emotion, uh, an emergency. What use is their phone? They already have text. That's a, that's a good question, but Scott, I mean, you can always glean more information, right? I mean, having more is always better than having
0: less, except for when it comes to RAID, right? Right, Scott, when it comes to an investigation. There's plenty more information that's on the phone and you can, yes, you can get things through the provider um, through another phone, but then to be able to, um, to have the other phone would be great to kind of finalize that picture but also there could be things that um, they're going to stumble across that they that they did not imagine would be there and um, will be a bonus for for law enforcement. Hmm. Correct. Highland Park, Michigan, as well.
1: So, uh, Scott Duffy, um, this emergency motion says that while Donna was at um, Turner Guilford Night, which is a notorious jail in Miami-Dade County with the worst hardened criminals you've ever seen. um. Donna was placed in a psychiatric unit because of the charges against her. She was placed in an isolation cell with a small sink, mattress on the floor, blanket, and a toilet. Donna did not have access to any clothes, cups, silverware, books, blankets, or toiletries, and she was only permitted to shower one time. Now, Scott Duffy, this is jail. What I just read to you, does this sound like uh, inhumane torture, or does this sound um, like it's just standard
0: operating procedure for jail. We're looking at what happened to her right here. Yeah. So take that exact same, um, you know, she's provided the psychiatric, um, unit because of the look at the difference of lifestyle. So you're going from one lifestyle where pretty much you had everything, everything at your fingertips to absolutely nothing. Um, so, so that, that's why that, that's customary for someone uh, of a higher stature. And, uh, so, so it's just a little bit more monitoring, et et cetera. So it's just, this is, this is life in prison there. It is not inhumane, but it is absolutely different from the life that, uh, someone like Don and any other type of, criminal in that regard um, goes from one extreme to the next. And, and then take those same circumstances where you may arrest somebody who does not have that type of lifestyle, who may be living on the streets and look at that as a bump up because now they have shelter, they have food. So I've, I've, I've seen it go both ways. And it's just amazing mm. when somebody has a true fall from grace, when you do have so much, and then you allow whatever it is inside you to to commit such a a horrible crime, and and then the the this this is life. This is life in prison. Uh, and it
1: seems like Donna needs to get used to that. By the way, uh Scott, I don't think you saw it, and if it, and no one else saw it on our YouTube channel, the COE and I did a uh, Adelson South Florida family tour. We went to all the spots, and they were living in the icon which is uh starts at about a million and a half two million dollars ends right in the heart of south beach so that's quite the uh contrast to life at tgk and now the leon county jail mandy strong with a super sticker here can the state offer the maestro who is charlie adelson a post-conviction offer to flip scott duffy i know you're not an attorney but you've been in many courtrooms is this a possibility
0: yes it is and but 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 what does that mean? Uh, not knowing enough about Florida statutes. So if you have life without any possibility of parole, there will be no getting out. Then you can start to offer, what can you offer? For example, what can I get in prison that I otherwise would not have access to? Um could I change prisons? Could you, so there are those things that could be in place. For example, move uh, from one prison that you were going to be destined to to another prison. You might get a few uh, uh, access to things in prison, a commissary and whatnot, to make your life just a little bit easier. So those type of things absolutely can be offered and are offered as, as, um, as a possibility. I had to get Scott
1: off of here in about six minutes, but we're basically at the finish line, so to speak, after seeing this. Joel, you run like a girl from Big Gum. Nice name, Big Gums. You run like a girl. You don't sprint heel-toe. That was hard to watch. Let me tell you something. I ran track in high school for one semester, I guess, or one one half of the year. Try giving birth three times in four and a half years. Oh, she always says this. Try (laughs) racing your spouse uphill two weeks after the third birth. Rescheduling the rematch. No excuses. I will crush you again. I have to stretch, though, this time. Um, Big Oh, big gums. So I ran. Admittedly, I wasn't the fastest, but I will never forget Steve Jennings, our track coach, saying, Waldman. You have one of the best strides I've ever seen, and I—I do. I have a good stride. So big gums back right off. Um, Jocelyn, oh my God, those Florida roaches are the size of a house cat. Ew. Uh, by the way, you know, you guys all know the Coe's nickname. I don't call her her real name. Or her nickname is Bugs because she's got big, beautiful eyes. Um, I gave birth twice in one year. Wow, is that possible?
2: Uh, the Coe Irish twins.
1: Now. Irish twins. Wow, that's uh, crazy. The bugs in uh, northern Australia are so big, you can saddle up and ride them. Yeah. So very quickly, uh, in the, um, where is it? Basically, during her transport, Scott, she said that she was dehydrated and uh, they didn't pay any attention to her on this very long drive. She needed to go to uh, be checked out by medical. Uh, and then here at the very end is what's important here. Uh, she requests to be released on house arrest coupled with standard conditions of pretrial release. Uh, she wants to go home. It ain't happening, Scott Duffy, right? I mean, she's a flight risk. She's high profile. She's in there for murder. Uh, what, chances are her from zero to a Zero, the least a hundred, the most. What are her
0: chances of being let out on home arrest? Yeah. Her chances aren't, aren't good at all. And, and they'll use that very aspect of her being arrested while trying to flee there's no there's no bigger threshold to get get um over Mm. you know it's one thing if they arrested her on the beach i wasn't going anywhere i don't have any plans to go anywhere okay maybe we can talk about uh uh, a possibility of a house arrest defense but but for someone who's in the act of fleeing and with the with the capability to flee Mm. yeah i I don't see that being granted i could be wrong but i don't see it being granted
1: Scott, please put this in your case file, Black Widow, noting Raid is a neurotoxin, uh, taking the COE's portrait uh, off the side of my house, tut, tut. Um, it's funny, Black Widow, she almost, she speaks English, but to me, it's almost like a foreign language. And I mean that with all, all love. Um, I actually love the way she speaks, but sometimes I have no idea what the hell she's saying. Um <laughs> Someone's asking uh, Scott if next week, if you can bring Chi, the chinchilla to please have. Is is it a he or she?
0: He. I'll make it he, happen. Yeah. He, they want uh, him. Do you think Phil shows up next week, Scott? Yeah. I. I. You know, Phil's two days, right? The Wednesday. Th- yeah. So, yeah. Al- almost three days. He's. Um. Remember, Joe. He was texting us. Yes. Um. And and the texts were were readable. I. I uh, I was expecting like a bunch of gibberish, but he was texting us um, with. Well, I think within within the hour after his operation, it was amazing. Yeah,
1: it's crazy. Uh, you know, I I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't play it one last time. Let, let's look at my form. Let's look at ba- how badly I was beating her here.
0: Zizi don't come look at that close.
1: form? What are you talking about? My R's are pumping. stride. Yeah, it's one of the be- most beautiful strides I've ever Zizi seen. Don't look, come close. gorgeous drive. Wait, now let's focus on the COE. Look how she's, she's like very labored. Look at this. She's Zizi like, and I don't mean close. labor, <laughs> like a bait. Look, look how hard, she's having such a hard time. Zizi,
0: don't come close. <laughs>
1: she looks like she's running through cement, the COE. Look, I gotta play it one more time because I, I forgot I could pause Zizi this. Come close. Uh, <laughs> hang on, I just want to play this. H- how do I pause
0: this? Two weeks. Look, look at the lead right
1: there. I'm past that second tree, and she's behind the first tree. Look at that. I mean, how can anyone question who won this, this race? The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat for the COE. There it is. There it is. There's no, video doesn't lie. Scott mm-hmm. Duffy, um, look at this. My friend Ruthless is here. She says so funny with that sweet little British accent of hers. Uh, I just saw someone asking, Tim Jansen is under the weather. A lot of people have been asking him. Uh, He had a bad cold, so he's trying to recover from that. Um, Joel, do you want to sleep in bed? Yes, I do, but uh, I might not tonight. Scott Duffy, uh, being the great father you are, you're taking your son somewhere right now. What's
0: your plan for the weekend? And then we'll let you go. Yeah, so doing doing our driving test. So he's uh, not not the yeah. test, but um, get him some professional help beyond me for the sake of driving. And uh, so that's what that's what we have on the agenda today. And then um, you know the weekend, I think there's a couple of um, mixed uh, Christmas Hanukkah bazaars going on. Mm-hmm. So we might try to visit one or two of those in our town. Take it mm-hmm. take it easy. And it is the end of college, um, uh, semester. So the, uh, the college kids are going to be returning. Mm, I would love to get a,
1: a, a Duffy family photo. That's what I, that's a, that's my holiday gift. I'm hoping to get that. Um, Joel, I'm only five, four and with a bad knee, I could have beat you. Well, <laughs> what you're doing right now, Jocelyn, is you're putting down the COE indirectly because I crushed her and you're saying that you could beat me. So I'll have, I'll let the two of you go at it. Uh, so as you guys all know, I've written a book about my mother, and it's going to be out. But my next book I'm already working on will be called Surviving the Psychiatrist. It's not a joke. This will be my dad, who just passed away, his um, philosophy on life. He wrote a book. I'm going to rework it and uh, give you insight. But there was a time when I was learning to drive myself, Scott Duffy, and I, too, went to a driving school. I think it was called Taggart's. Did you guys have that in mm. Philly? Mm. Taggerts? T-H-E-G-E-L. Oh, Jersey, it's a big thing. T-A-G, I don't know how I remember that. T-A-G-G-A-R-T. But long story short, my dad is a very like uh, funny, very dry sense of humor, very witty. Um, but he is very quirky too. Like he would leave post-its all over the house and he always used the word kindly. So he would say kindly turn the lights off. And I do that now, except I don't use the word kindly. I scream at my kids. I say lights cost money, turn off the lights. But when he taught me to drive, he hated when I stepped on the brake. He didn't like me wearing out the brake pad. So I can remember driving down North 8th in Highland Park, New Jersey, and having to turn right and pat, pr- I'm practically on two wheels. because so my dad is telling me, do not, do not wear out the brake pads. So I'm just trying to do it on the accelerator. What a time it was. He also taught me uh, to ride a bicycle, and he decided it would be a good idea. This was in Syracuse, New York, to let me down uh Someone just said Taggart is a bad word in Tallahassee probably is, but it was a driving school in uh, in uh, New Jersey. Anyway, my dad taught me how to ride a bicycle. He took me to the top of the tallest hill and let me go. And it didn't end well, Scott Duffy. You'll have to read the book for that one. Um. That's it. I was going to ask one final question. This is an interesting question. This keeps coming up, Scott Duffy real quick. So I know you got to go Will the police consider Wendy's boys before thinking of arresting her. The boys are 13 and 14. People are worried what happens to these kids. Grandma's in jail. The Markel, uh grandparents are in Canada. What would happen if uh, they were, you know, if the, if she was taken into custody, um, any. L- law and justice comes before
0: basically who would take custody of the children is that right scott yeah that won't affect whether this person if if they're gonna if they're involved and the evidence is there they're gonna be arrested and it's um you know i've seen that time and time again where you know they these these they don't think they don't think of what's what's around them their loved ones and children who still need them And uh, so that's, that's not a get out of jail free card excuse, unfortunately, but, but there are, yeah, there are other family members and, and the state will ultimately try to ensure if it comes down to it, that the kids will be with somebody as opposed to, um, you know, going, going to, uh, to a foster home. Mm
1: -hmm. By the way, reminder, we're going to be live for Donna's hearing with coverage and analysis. If Tim Jansen's up for it, it will be him. If not, it'll be somebody else. We're going to have a live show Monday night. After that, to recap Donna's arraignment Tuesday, we're going to be live with coverage and analysis of Charlie's sentencing and the victim impact statements, uh, race, rematch, date to be determined. Stay tuned. That uh, Bring it, Bugs. That's all I can say. Bring it. Two words. Uh, so we're going to have live coverage of Charlie Adelson on Tuesday and then a charlie adelson show uh tuesday night and then on wednesday we're gonna gather up all the ogs of the dan markel uh story and we're gonna do a a show hashtag justice for dan markel as we head into the holidays until next time love you america love you dubai love you philadelphia the commonwealth of pennsylvania delaware tasmania who else was in the chat today scotland france France was in the chat. Um, There's some other...
0: Austria. um,
1: Austria, Tasmania, Austria. There's one other one. I can't think of it, but love you all. Justice for Dan Markell. Till next time. And by the way, I'm going to get hate emails saying Scott didn't get enough talking time today. (laughs) Till next time.
2: final seconds of the game a chance to score and the chance has gone begging if your business's commerce platform keeps missing the target on golden opportunities get the mvp you deserve get shopify shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide whether you're a garage entrepreneur or ipo ready Shopify is the only tool that you need to start, run and grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. So whether you're selling signed football boots from Shopify's in-person POS system or you're vending vintage shirts on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you are covered. And once you've reached your audience, Shopify has the internet's best converting checkout to help you turn them from browsers to buyers. What I love about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US. And Shopify is truly a global force, powering Allbirds, Rothies, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across over 170 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way.